I'm Max, and you're listening to Zito Slipitas, a Mammoth Club original podcast. What's up, all you pop stars or undiscovered artists? I'm Alan. I'm in a boy band with my brothers. Hasta la vista! Oh, that is another band that that appears. So oh, you're that, that, not the Jonas Brothers. Correct. No, that's no, Connect well, Three. That's Connect Three. I'm I'm in Connect Three. I'm yeah. Max. Nice. <laughs> I've had high expectations for Hasta la Vista making an appearance. And this is Zetus Lapidus. It is the podcast where we watch every Disney Channel original movie or DCOM in chronological order, and then spend way too much time analyzing them. This week, folks, we watched Camp Rock. We rocked. We rocked. We rock on. We rocked on. We threw our hands up in the air and screamed. Alan. Yeah, what up? As the one of us that can sing, can you not? <laughs> could you, take, could okay. you not take this away from us? Sorry. Okay. We the are, description of this movie Tess. is as follows. We are Tess and you are Margaret. And <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Margaret? That's the... She, okay, were you watching? Yeah, Alan. Oh, hey, oh hey, Margaret Alan, the winner. Did you watch this? She I, won. Yes. Margaret she won. is the winner, Correct. Alan. She's the... Guys, spoilers! From a movie in 2008. Maybe you need a spoiler. You don't even remember That we're Margaret about to is. talk about in great detail. First of all, her nickname is Peggy, and she was referred and, to as such until the last... Peggy. <laughs> Angelica. Skyler Sisters. Eliza. Wow, and this episode is, is wild. off to a great start. <laughs> We're insane. The description of this film is as follows. At a music camp for gifted teens, a popular teen idol overhears a girl singing and sets out to find out who the talented voice belongs to. What he doesn't know is that the girl is actually a camp kitchen worker with a fear of being heard. What a weird summary. That is the weirdest part to focus on <laughs> it feels like that's not the main part of the it movie fe- honestly uh, the more i think about it it feels just as out of focus as the advertising for this movie was because it was advertised as a jonas brothers movie and it's it's, jonas, it's more of a jonas Joe brother, brother movie it <laughs> is a jonas brother movie and this but is it's, i mean it's not. just it's a demi movie yeah yeah, yeah. It is a I guess movie. you could kind of argue that they're co-leads, but it f- certainly feels like she's more of the I lead. think she's the lead. Yeah. Mm, I would agree. She's billed before him, I'm pretty sure. I was watching the credits. Oh, yeah? And what's interesting is I, I noticed, having not seen this, spoiler for the next part of this podcast, it said, I think she was first, and then him, and then... Is it order of appearance? I don't think so, because then the next person was Tess. Oh, and, interesting. And then I was like, well, where are the other Jonas Brothers? And then it's at, they were at the end with the like, with. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, that's weird. Are they not all in it equally? And mm. no. And boy, only, did we learn that. The only thing I think of is that like, he gets scenes without her present. Yeah. Which feels lead-ish. Yeah. You know what I mean? Versus it's all being seen through her perspective. But so but, does Tess. Does she? Yeah, like when she like f- takes Demi's oh, I guess when she takes and, like, the, yeah, yeah, you're right, she, yeah. you're right, yeah. Anyway, this movie was released on June twentieth of two thousand and eight, and before today or yesterday, depending on when you watched it, had either of you watched this movie before? No, but I did know some of the music. Now this Same. is true. This yeah. is true. No, this is this real. is me, and this is me, and I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. Let the light shine on me. Wow. <laughs> what beautiful music gracing. Yeah, my you're welcome. Ears. Honestly. Jeez. Welcome. Yeah. No, not only do I know uh what I think are like kind of the the banger singles that came out of this, but I think all of us know 
that the Disney Channel Rocks show. God, I loved it so was much. Was at Hollywood Studios. Correct. In our time there. Absolutely. And I knew the the outro song from that show. Which is the Camp Rock song. Yeah, the Camp Rock song. Yeah, same. That That's the, my favorite. The final jam jam session. Mm. <laughs> Indeed. The jam jam session. That's right. Yeah, First I jam jam. Yeah. <laughs> I also did not watch this movie before doing it for this podcast. So it was really interesting to dive in some other top things of the time. Guys, we have another banger of a top song. Are you ready? I'm ready. The top song of the time was Lollipop by Lil Wayne oh, featuring fuck? Static Major. Yes. Lick you like a lollipop. Says she want to lick the rapper. So I let her leave the rapper. Keep going. No, keep going. I like you singing this one. <laughs> That's okay. No, no, no. <laughs> you, no want, Alan, you, you, want you wanted to, sing, to so sing earlier? Why don't you hit us with Lollipop? Because I couldn't do it justice. I could not do Lil Wayne's Lyrical Genius justice, nor the, this very specific way he intonates. like a lollipop. Come on. She says she wanna fuck. Shawty wanna fuck. Bottles in the club. Shawty wanna fuck, you know I like to touch a lovely lady lumps. Shawty wanna fuck, uh, there you go, Alan. Uh, Bottles in the club. So yeah. that was what a fun. banger. Now the top-grossing film of the time was Kung Fu Panda. Oh, oh with Poe, Jack mm-hmm. Black. Correct. I have not seen that movie. You haven't seen Kung Fu Panda? That's I've never good. seen. I, I'm gonna watch it soon, probably because um, Universal's opening their DreamWorks. Uh, section of the park that yeah. is overlaying like their kids section and I pose on the signs, which yeah. means there's probably gonna be some Kung Fu Panda. Be there. So I'd like to, to see it. Uh, cause I, you know, I want to know what's up. Cause I already know the trolls. I already know Shrek. You know, what's up. You Laura, that's Fort town. That is not this. No, movie. the trolls it's just a last singing in this episode. The, the trolls are, have their own run. bangers. <laughs> yeah, they do. No, it's a good movie though. I enjoy it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So in the news headlines of the time, kind of uh, what happened last week, I'll do one, one's really sort of sad thing. And then a, uh, uh, an interesting one, uh, George Carlin, the f- famous and legendary comedian passed away this month mm. in 2008, June of 2008. This is my list of people I can do without a proctologist with poor depth perception, a pimp who drives a Toyota Corolla. Very big loss there. Uh, and in other news, Lynn Manuel Heard of Miranda, him. who's that? Won his first Tony Award for mm-hmm. Best Original Score for In the Heights. In the Heights, the that's, Heights. That's the part I know too. Yeah. In the Heights, and I know the part that uh, Mirabelle sings uh-huh. in uh, the movie where she's like, I know it because it was a TikTok trend for a while. Ah, yeah. Because she uh, says her. Um, heritage she's mm. like, and, and then she goes but i always say i'm from queens and that's like yeah, the punchline yeah, 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 yeah. is he even egot i don't know now i gotta look it up egot winners list of egot winners what do we got any egots no well there are 19 of them well i in general wait he i is, just didn't know that off the top not. of the dome sometimes you just know things Alan. he is not <laughs> um he must have three <laughs> Um, three of the four he, yeah question before i look that up any guesses who the most recent egot winner is the most, the most like recent, recent? yeah EGOT. there was one in 2024 yeah oh in 2024 Wait. like somebody just became one well then we haven't gotten to oscars yet so they they had to have just gotten they the, had to have either won 
hmm. the Emmy or the Grammy. Mm-hmm. It could have happened literally yesterday. Mm-hmm. I am so disconnected. It it's okay. So, no, but, but you think it? This when I tell you this person's name, you would have thought. I would have. So thought they got that. an Emmy, and you yeah. would have. We would have thought they would have gotten a Grammy. They have Grammys. They but, have. They have. But Grammys. you would have thought you should think musicians not. I understand. Not actors. I understand. I understand. Huh. And you're gonna go. They just got one. John Williams. Elton John. Elton John is correct. Oh, good guess. Elton John is correct. Elton John just won for Outstanding Variety Special for his live uh, Elton John Farewell from Dodger Stadium. Huh. To add to his collection of awards, Oscars, Grammys, and Tonys. Yeah, it's weird to think about. I, I guess if you're like a really brilliant musician, the one that I think would be the hardest to get would be the Emmy. Huh. Yeah. Right? Because like... Unless you're writing, you're for like probably a TV writing show. a musical song, right? Yeah. You are uh, probably winning the Grammy, sure. and maybe you compose a Broadway show. But like, why are you going to TV? Mm. You know, like mm-hmm. well, he's not known as well. Like he had to literally do a fucking concert special. I went down a rabbit hole not that long ago about Egots. Uh-huh. Yeah, and Robert Lopez has Egotted twice. He's the only person doubled on the up. Whoa. And Robert Lopez is the guy, uh, part of the team that wrote the music for like frozen yeah. and Coco, Bobby and Kristen, Bobby and, uh, yeah, Kristen, the Lopez's and he got the Emmy for Agatha all along. Oh, sure. Agatha. All and then another along. Emmy cause he's done it twice, but, huh. but Lin-Manuel Miranda is, uh, he has a, an EGT. He has no, he ought. doesn't have the, yeah, yeah. he has no, uh, Interesting. Well, good to know. Uh, with that, are we ready to dive into Camp Rock, where we have, the, you know, as, as previously noted, we rock, we, we rock, we rock on <laughs> camp for gifted musical teens. So let's dive into it. We start this movie meeting our protagonist immediately, Mitchie, aka Demi Lovato. We are greeted, and I have to tell you, I thought we were starting off strong. In this movie, we got a montage right off the rip. It is the getting ready montage. Her getting ready is actually choreographed to the song itself. And I thought to myself, hey, is Demi Lovato singing her own theme music right now? Yes. Mm. Oh. Looked it up. That's her. I oh, like good. that she labels all of her things. Yeah. Mitchie's tunes. Uh-huh. Mitchie's songs. Uh-huh. Mitchie's breakfast cereal. It's Mitchie's... It- Pants. Yeah, what? interesting a lot of name per- choice. Yeah, also. Oh, Mitchie. Yeah, yeah it is I've never heard of, Mitchie. Uh, new and original. I like I, I've never I, heard it. I wondered if it was like shortened or like a nickname for like Michelle, but I don't. It does feel like a like a like a, a nickname. Shortened. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, Mitchie is getting ready. She uh, gets out. She's ready for her last day of school, and Ma, uh, has hidden around her home pamphlets for the uh, for the title Camp Rock, mm. did, which is a place. Did this remind you of Nickelodeon Magazine? Where Nickelodeon they, Magazine, please. Like in the commercial for Nickelodeon Magazine when we were growing up, all the kids would hide that they wanted Nickelodeon Magazine around the house to prank the parents, mm. like mow it into the lawn and stuff. And this is what I thought of, of like her mom being like, yeah, I found one in the books and I found one on the stairs. And, I, and I'm like, she's Nickelode mag- Nickelodeon magazine. Nickelodeon magazine, please. So mom is like a, you know, we can't afford a trip yeah. for you to Camp Rock. The villain of Disney Channel originally movie strikes Money. again. Money <laughs> is Financial issues. And in, in a sad and downtrodden way, 
Mitchie goes to school, has a singular conversation that once again reiterates just how important Camp Rock is, only to head back home. Thank goodness we didn't draw it the last day of school. And parents immediately solve the problem by saying, guess what? You can go to Camp Rock. Your listen, mom's catering business is booming. We are going to cater Camp Rock, and you can go, but you got to work. I, I like that they just jump right to it. Real quick, also, mom, Connie, uh, is the mom from Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh, yeah. So we'll see her again. Connie as mom, as mom. Hmm. Um, two things here. One. This camp feels very unorganized if they don't have a cook until like a <laughs> like couple weeks the beforehand. day prior. Yeah, like that feels <laughs> yeah really concerning. Yeah, maybe somebody dropped out. Maybe you know I mean maybe. they they lost their whole kitchen staff. Bummer. One human. <laughs> and then now it's one human Connie? and her mom and her daughter yeah, is going to hold bummer. down the whole <laughs> It becomes uh, Connie and her daughter are yeah. the only two people who are yeah. feeding all of Camp Rock and one kid that gets punished later. <laughs> <laughs> and they're doing a hell of a job. They really are. Uh, but two, I like that Mitchie is only grateful for this yeah. from her pants because I feel like it could have been really easy for the kid to be like you're going and like be like whiny that they have to help in the kitchen or like whiny that their mom's going to be there too. But she's immediately just like, Oh my God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I also want to say I, I liked mom at the start and I only liked mom throughout this movie. Yeah, she's good. Dad is there for beginning 65 and seconds in this seconds movie. Yeah, he's not here. They're right at the beginning, and we see him again at the performance. Mm-hmm. We get then immediately transported to... We are in it. Like, we dive into this thing I immediately. It. I Thank love it. Goodness. Thank goodness. Uh, yes. We, d- we forgot to mention something at the beginning. Mitchie is watching, like, E! News. Oh, yeah. And, oh, right. Uh, they're talking about bad boy musician joe jonas skylar gray i think shane shane, shane, shane gray. gray i yeah. called him joe the whole time sure. lead singer Natural. of connect three who also features the the musical stylings of the other two gray brothers also known as the other jonas brothers uh yeah he's he's doing some wily shit he's acting out he's getting in trouble and they have canceled their tour because of this. Well, he walked off stage, Molly. He needs to get shit together. He's got to get get his shit together, man. But they, thank you for, for adding that in. They all arrive at Camp Rock and we immediately meet our cast of characters. Also drumming, bro. I I like, I love drumming, bro. Can I just tell you, I'm here for him. He's my favorite guy. Nobody I hate and love more than this guy that just drums on things. He just has his sticks and he, I'm here to tell you, I'm going to tell you, there is a line in this movie. I'll let you know what it is when we get there that I will be making into a sound clip that will be on my stream because I, I just love the delivery and how silly it is. I there's so oh dude, a drumming bro. Just his, his appearance is whimsical and I enjoy, I enjoy he, it when the, he is here. Let the man drum. Let him give him actual drums. The he, bus. Did the we ground? ever see him drum on actual drums? No. The whole movie. No, he drums on objects. Hear a drum roll. At one point, but but we didn't get to. Why did they not zoom in on him? Show having his him. Moment? Nope, like, he never gets. It was a, a huge zoom out. Show the God. full crowd. Drum roll, please. We heard. But we needed drumming, bro. Drumming, bro, did not get his time in the sun, and he needed it desperately. Got many features drumming on all sorts of things that were not drums. Absolutely. So outside of drumming, bro, who doesn't necessarily have a role other than to bang his sticks oh, on he's objects, got a role. A drum uh, roll. <laughs> <laughs> fucking nice man nailed it we also very quickly meet our cast of characters we have the the villain 
of this movie, Tess. We know this because she gets villain intro song and everybody immediately looks like, oh, she's it, it felt like they were trying to give Tess the Sharpay treatment in this mm. a little bit. She, yeah. She's Regina George. She's Regina George. There it is. Yeah. Thank you. Good, good, good. She's Regina no Sharpay. Sharpay <laughs> is less of a villain than mm. Tess. I'm going to go ahead and give her that. Yeah, Sharpay is a Santa villain, but she's not Tess villain. And Sharpay is more dimensional. Tess is like basic. There's like a little bit of character story to Tess, but like Sharpay at least is like funny. Yeah, I think that's true. They the writing for Tess was one note. Is amazing. We love Gimme Beat. the 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 way they handle Tess is so confusing. Specifically at the end of this film. Yes. It is so confounding to me. Yeah. The way the end of this movie is written, dude. Yeah. I. There are part. There are two parts of this, and I know we're going to get to it. There are two parts of this that happen where I'm like, "Oh, you're there. You had a plan to give us some reasons why that this character might be behaving this way. Like you, you want to give us that reason? Great, but it's it's offhanded. I'm just not sure I know why, and I don't. You know, we'll we'll continue to see this movie out. I, I don't, we don't need to last too long on it, but. I don't know. It feels like the movie wants us to like Tess by the end. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure I understand why. Like, like let her just let be, her the, be villain. the villain. Just let like, her be the mean fine. girl. Yeah. And like, let her have her comeuppance. And that's okay. Yeah. Whereas the movie feels like it wants us to like build empathy for Tess right at the beginning, hate her in the middle, and then build it right back at the end and end on a note where I'm like, oh, yay. Where it's like, no, just let her be the bad guy, which is great. She's a good bad guy. Yeah. All right. I mean, let's agree. You know who she is? She's, um, what's her name? Margie from Xenon. Mm. Like almost exact same character story as, yeah. as Margie. Now, there good is a second one of these, right? Yeah. Yes. And Tess is in it. And so I wonder if they wanted to do that because they had plans for her. I wonder, I mean, if, she'll I be ni- I wonder if she'll be nice in the second yeah, one. We'll yeah, find yeah. out. I could see. I mean, but who knows? We also meet Caitlin Gray, who is kind of a, I guess, mm, a friend character. Is that what we want to call her? The 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 friend to our our main MC. I like him. Yeah, she's she's a. Uh, it's Allison Stoner. Yeah, the 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 very talented Allison Stoner. Also, voice of Kyrie from Kingdom Hearts. I just found that out. And Francian is her name. Prince, yeah. If, if, Tess if this is, is Mean Girls, yeah. If Tess is Regina George, Caitlin is Jansian. Yes. Even down to some specific details about their relationship. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And we also find out that, oh, first of all, Caitlin is a music producer. We know this because she samples <laughs> Dude, approximately that, half a second of music. That is, that <laughs> is Chris Bridges. I mean, it is... <laughs> I, I she's like are you any good she pulls out her laptop and plays <laughs> not goes, even three point three seconds of, of music she goes she goes camper today top music producer tomorrow check me out and then hits six keys and go and then just stops it's not like something stopped her either it, it and was, it's like beep, boop, boop, boop. it's like what the like, fuck just happened and then and Debbie Lovato's like you are everybody's like, just so impressed by it too yes, that's the you thing long everybody's long. impressed Queen. that is Top the wildest tomorrow. Thing. check me out and then just you like, will no, be. like I like you Caitlin no one asked but also <laughs> the fuck was that like it's dude it it is just so bonkers to me. I just had to call it out. I was like, this is approximately like half a later second. Later when we see her performance, everyone's like, holy shit, that's good. And I'm like, what is, is it? it? What is it? Is it good? <laughs> I'm what about I'm it? I'm not sure you know what a music producer does, Camp Rock. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, 
we have Brown, who is our camp director, who is I love him, just I like him too. One of the most wild and fun. Why is yeah. he Australian? He learned that from the mixer. <laughs> from the mixer. <laughs> and then he taught something to Steven Tyler. <laughs> and God, Connie just gets regaled with all of his stories of, of his time as a as an artist. We learned that Shane is going to come and be a teacher at this at this camp. He's going to teach dance. We learned that later, but he's going to come and be a teacher because he needs to Why is he teaching rehab. Dance? Why is the man? Why is the man dancing? It's well, because there's good dancers that we're going to see. Yeah, man. So he comes at the behest of his other bandmates, Nick and Kevin Jonas, who are there to be like, hey, man, you've got to fix your image. Our record label said you've got to come and do this thing. And then also, fun fact, you have to do a duet with the winner of the final jam. Let's establish stakes for Shane Gray right now. And also, you better build Kevin Jonas a birdhouse. Build Kevin a birdhouse. My favorite plot of this entire movie is Kevin Jonas wanting a birdhouse. I, I, I need I'm you guys to know that. Say, I love Nick and Kevin in this movie. Oh, me too. Every scene of the two of them. I laughed. I thought was great. I laughed out loud. The birdhouse is great. When he's like, guess who? And Joe's <laughs> like, bro, you're in the room. Yeah, I, I, I know you. Like, I, the way they just write them to be these like dopey. They're so funny. <laughs> they are perfect comedic relief. Yeah, it's they're so good. They're excellent. Also, why do all of them look like like it's Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire because, because why, why do all of them need the same haircut that freaking <laughs> Harry and the I Weasley twins I and Ron it. needed? That is just so early Joe Bros, and I was like, I'm here for I, it. I don't really have any feeling about the Jonas Brothers. Like I sort of miss that period. I know one of their songs, but like I love Kevin and Nick coming out of this. This it's no, it's so good. good. I I used to think Joe was my favorite Jonas, yeah. my favorite Jonas brother and. Sophie Turner drama uh, aside, I think it might be Kevin. Based on the, the man bird. loves a birdhouse, dude. He <laughs> I wants a birdhouse every so time bad. when he brought that. Like it was my favorite part of this whole movie. You didn't ask for a birdhouse. Yeah, don't be mad. You didn't ask for a birdhouse. <laughs> so <laughs> why do you want a birdhouse? Do you want I want to see the birds. He's birds. like, I want them to be closer to me. It's so funny. Good random. It's a, it's a perfect. Also, edition. though, I went to summer camp and I definitely made a birdhouse. Yeah, you did. Of course you did. <laughs> because you're in summer camp. That's what you do. Okay, so this is sort of our our main cast of players. You have the the hinge folk who are the the two sort of backup singers to test that float in and out. You have the other campers who sort of float in and out, but they don't necessarily matter. They're just there for flavor. Mm-hmm. Then we have an odd scene. We have a lot of cutaways to. Mitchie helping out mm-hmm. in the kitchen. The The first one we see is disturbing on so many levels. Is it when she's got so much ground beef? A fucking pile, a pile. She's got 50 kilos of ground beef. I was really concerned about that from a food safety standpoint because it's so much ground beef. It, There's no, and it's just sitting out in room temperature and it really upset me. Also, let, let's be clear. Mitchie takes off her gloves to go and, you know, sort of take care of and, and start participating in camp. And then mom, Connie, takes the gloves that Mitchie had taken off and like, as if to put them on and not get herself new gloves. And I was like, it's I know a, that's such a minor a sticking food, point. It's a total quality nightmare in this mm, kitchen. I was like, that is disgusting. Anyway, Mitchie sneaks around camp. She hears Tess singing and sort of doing this trio song with her and her backup singers she's really mean to her backup singers that's when we sort of were reinforced that yes indeed tess is intended to be our villain character and feeling a touch dejected mitchy 
finds a piano in an isolated place. She's already established that she doesn't like to, doesn't want to sing in front of people. She's nervous about that. Um, so she finds a nice isolated spot and begins to, you, you just know she's going to begin to play the piano. Yeah, because this is real. It is. It, <laughs> you can say this is me. Well, gonna, it's not me. It's, it's her. It's exactly where might, she's supposed to be. If I were her, I might say, this is me. And she's exactly where she's supposed to be right now. Every time, and the, it's oh. not, and it's daytime outside. So wet the light, let the light shine. shine in. In. Oh my god! At the same time, Shane, I just keep wanting to say Joe Jonas. Shane call him is, Joe Jonas. You can call him whatever you want. Shane, I'm Brian. gonna call him by his. <laughs> what the fuck is happening here, <laughs> Kyle? <laughs> so Shane is on the phone with his his brother's gray and says guys i've learned my lesson i've showered in cold water i've looked at a tree i'm ready to come home and they're like nah bro you're fucking locked in how's my birdhouse where's my birdhouse (laughs) my birdhouse gets chased into the bushes only to hear mitchy sing this song that we are going to hear quite frequently throughout this movie joe aka shane wants to find the person with the voice yeah can't find him at this point mitchy has vacated the premises and he is and now Shane is dead set on finding the girl with the and, voice. And now this movie is Cinderella. You know what? I, I made that note. I said, is this movie Cinderella? And then later I changed my note to say, oh no, it's the little mermaid. And then it wasn't the little it's, mermaid it's Cinderella. because they didn't do the fucking obvious thing to do. And so it's Cinderella. It's Cinderella. Like Without it shoes. was so obvious to make that, to make, to Tess make Tess sing the song of and Tess was going to sing the song and Shane's going to go, course. it was you. Oh my God. When she takes the songbook. Obviously. I thought she was going to take the song. Why did she not sing the fucking song? I was I, so we are, we are like this. Because then it's Little Mermaid, right? Like if, if yeah. Tess sings the song and he goes, oh, it was you, the only, even though he likes Mitchie, then it's fucking Mermaid. It's a Mermaid, but then it's it's also, it's still a dash of Cinderella because Mitchie's a poor. And that's a oh, part, sure. that's a component sure, of yeah, Cinderella. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's yeah. true. That's true. But like. Yeah, I was. I definitely had the same. Oh, it's Cinderella. Yeah. And then when Tess got the book, I was you, like, you went. She's gonna sing. Yeah. She's we, gonna sing. She's Vanessa. She like. Yeah. Uh, she's it's Mermaid. Yeah. However, not the case at all. What occurs is we it's, go to the. It's still Cinderella. So, still, yeah, Cinderella. still Cinderella. Sand shoes. We go to the opening jam. A lot of jams are happening in this there camp. Are many rock. jams. And we have Boysenberry. Yeah, mm, I wish that you know maybe Connie brought it a bear themed camp. <laughs> they did have a bear camp bear. They did have bears. like a bear uh, rug or like wall art at one mm. point, and I was like, "Is this a bear themed camp?" It might be. Mm-hmm. So we have opening jam. That is where all camping is bear themed. That's true. In in my experience, <laughs> unless you're on the ocean and you're camping, Who that's probably just ocean? being stranded. But <laughs> <laughs> on a boat. That's, yeah are you camping with alex means, i think it means beach camping is that a thing do yeah. people do that yeah sounds terrible uh okay. the sand. Sand, sand is <laughs> god damn it okay so we oh god opening jam we have an artist begin to uh, contribute some of their work and I have to tell you that this is some of the most atrocious lip syncing I have it's ever so seen bad. since High School Musical 1 and we it's, had to deal with the, the Troy Bolton saga. It's so bad. This character named Lola is lip syncing and when she's lip syncing, there are six people singing. Yeah. But it's just her lip syncing. Well, she has a really amazing 
auto tune. No, no, no. She can she can vibrate her vocal cords. <laughs> And make there be multiple sounds come out. Nice. Wow. Yeah. And sound like six people. I'm sorry. I couldn't I couldn't focus on her lip syncing. Were you focused I on the dancer? I was too focused on the dancers. Yo. <laughs> the because male she dance. started with two girls with her that I thought were going to be backup singers. They never sang. They Their only, voices were there, though, they apparently. They only danced. And then one guy just randomly got up. Yeah. And he started dancing. And then he sat back out. Another guy got up. And then by the end, the whole fucking oh, it's a flash room mob. is dancing. Yeah, uh, I was so distracted by the dancing that I couldn't focus on her lip sync. I couldn't move past the lip syncing. Mm. So. I got to tell you, I just didn't understand the purpose of they were like, all right, guys, we're now here. Let's all just display our talents and go. While this is occurring, uh, Mitchie is learning from Caitlin about sort of uh, the other campers and how a lot of them come from families that have performing backgrounds where their parents or somebody in their family is connected to the arts or entertainment. And hearing about this makes Mitchie uncomfortable, especially when confronted by Tess. Well, Tess's mom is like a Grammy a winner. Yeah, I, I think the thing that we've missed is that, yeah, it's like this camp is like Nepo baby, the camp. That's like, why I said she's a poor because yeah. everybody there is like, well to do. Yeah. Well, like, mom on Broadway. Tess's mom. Grammy. Winning. All these Grammys. Like everybody around her is the kid of someone famous or is famous in the case of Shane. And so she's feeling some type of way and, about her up upbringing. And she's feeling a way about how she dresses, about the fact that Tess rolled up in a lit. Like, yeah, because she multiple times is talking about like her clothes and like yeah, just yeah. feeling insecure. My only, my only thought on this, I think this is a pretty good setup. It makes sense that like, this is an expensive camp that everybody like that. This is a place people go to be whatever. One place this movie falls apart for me a little bit is that Caitlin is not a Nepo baby. Yeah. And I sort of need Caitlin to be a Nepo baby um, for some of the things that are going to come later to work. Like the fact that Caitlin's not a Nepo baby sort of tells me like, oh, well, then Mitchie's not the only one. And she found somebody that's like her. And I mean, I guess we don't get Caitlin's financial status, but Maybe like she's just really rich. She might just be rich, I guess. But it just feels like I need Caitlin to be a Nepo baby. That's a good person. Mm -hmm. And then really Mitchie feels isolated. Right. Because what Mitchie does here is effectively give Caitlin, the big old middle finger. Uh, Tess comes up, confronts uh, Mitchie about her, her family. Mitchie's like, hey, my dad owns a hardware store. And then at the last second, changes mom's profession from cook to the owner and CEO of a record label in China. They're China. It's the TV channel they were watching. It's MTV. Oh. She's, she's the president of the China division, she says, which is why no one's ever heard of her. And at this point, she is immediately accepted into the popular group. And she just ditches Caitlin. She immediately ditches Caitlin, which is not cool. It's also at this point where we get the first tie into what we talked about earlier and sort of a cutaway scene where Tess calls her mom, TJ, and is like, hey, I'm settled in. Everything's good. And that's all she's able to say because the mom's like, I got to I got to go. I got to hang up and got to get out of here. And I think this is, this is what we were talking about earlier. Max is like, this is the setup that's supposed to be, this is why Tess is acting out because she doesn't get attention from her mother, the source she wants attention from, and instead has to get it by acting out and being the popular person. But we never build on that. Yeah. We just sort of let that lay. They say it and then they come back to it at the very end of the movie mm -hmm. and they don't do anything in the middle. 
Mitchie is invited to Tess's cabin. I actually have the name of the cabin here because it was on the one of the doors. Sound like camp vibe. Camp, cabin vibe. Cabin vibe. Cabin vibe. Okay, I have an important question right here. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's in she's staying in a cabin with her mom. Yeah. Kind of weird that the camp would make her do that and not just put her in a cabin. Like Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she's just she's attending. Like it's weird that they she'd put her in the mom's cabin to begin with, I think. But that aside, she's like, Hey mom, some girls asked me to move into their cabin, which also, not how summer camp works. You definitely have a summer cabin. Signed. Yeah. And her mom's like, great. Yeah, go have fun with your friends because mom's mm. aces. Why would she not clue her mom into the lie? Mm, probably because she feels guilty about lying. Especially I would, because I think it's probably like, I, I think Mitchie is smart enough to know that lying about who her mom is would show that she has shame in who mm-hmm. her mom is. And that like she has shame about her family or whatnot. So... I think she's just like, I think it's silly because I don't know how you get away with it. Yeah. But I also think she probably feels guilt about lying. I just imagine that I would have been like, hey, mom, I'm trying to like make new friends and stuff. Can we like lay, can you lay low? Like I, I, maybe she doesn't have to tell her the whole lie. Yeah. I I understand that. I think I would have told my mom. I would have like told my mom part of the lie, I think. Yeah. Because it's, I'm just like, how do you possibly think you're going to get away with this? Yeah. If your mom's there. It's not like lying about your mom that's not there. Totally. In any case, mom is chill with it. Mom lets uh, Mitchie move into camp, uh, cabin vibe, where Tess kicks Peggy out of Peggy's bed that has presumably been assigned to her because Tess has that authority and now gives Mitchie that bed. Where does Peggy sleep? unclear another bed they had, they had oh, there's bed. four beds yeah, there's i think it's beds. like the bed closest to test oh, like yeah, you yeah, want yeah, an honor yeah. to sleep in that bed molly the camp you worked at day camp yeah right yep so you never did cabin sleeping not as a counselor but as a camper oh you did do cabin yeah. sleeping as a camper yeah alan did you do cabin sleeping at, at any summer camps no when i did summer camp it was tent sleeping oh no ours was cabin bunk beds interesting mm-hmm. yeah we had like a like canvas tents on platforms and two people per yeah. them so it wasn't like you're sleep on the ground there were cots in there but yeah, yeah. no hmm. and you your cabin was assigned but not your bed oh interesting mm-hmm. no so you really had like a, a fight club situation to determine the bed status yeah i usually went with a friend and we were always in the same cabin because you could do that you could like request to be with your friend and we would always two go. people per cabin no say? there was like 14 of us in the cabin oh, but like i'm saying for the bunk cabin. situation it, i would yeah, yeah, yeah. you've got like a percy jackson in the olympians cabin situation i was like i was always topsies got it hmm. yeah well in this situation mitchy still has to sneak out and help her mom in the kitchen that's part of her commitment so she does so she sneaks out in the morning and this becomes sort of a recurring bit throughout where tess and the rest of the girls as a part of camp vibe are like hey we didn't see you you're always going a wall and this is sort of the start of that because Mitchy still has her responsibilities. Yeah. Gots to go help out mom. And we get at this point, Caitlin advising Mitchy to not be friends with Tess. Mm. There's, there's a very clear interaction there, which I thought was good. I think that that gives Caitlin the leeway to act the way she acts later on in the movie. By yeah, having sure. She warns her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we get the only actual jam session in this movie. And that is a cacophonous assault on the ears as we have Mr. Brown's class mm. uh, or not Mr. Brown Brown's class. Brown's his first name where all the students are in this big classroom, sort of 
doing their own thing. Either we've got drummer bro banging his sticks on any surface other than drums. He loves it. We've got people playing instruments, trumpets, saxophones, tuba boy. Like just, there's just tons of stuff happening. And he walks, and he's like, all right, everybody who's going to sing first. Actually, I think his exact line were because I wrote it down. Uh, the finger found it. If the I class is rocking, then I'm glad I came knocking. Uh, Fucking well, that's yeah, a, Brown. That's a sex reference. That is a sex reference. <laughs> that's, that's but sex. he's using it for summer camp for children. Yeah, he's, ta- he's saying normally that's about people fucking in a van, <laughs> but today we're having a cool jam session. But I'm your cool uncle. When, when paired cool with uncle. the finger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you when, think about it, it talks about his fingers a finger, lot. It becomes a little weird. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, Mitchie's going to get picked. He's going to pick the person who doesn't raise their hand because a, that's just what, you know, teachers do. It's a nightmare situation. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine much worse than being in a room of people and being like that you don't know uh-huh. that you're intimidated by uh-huh. and being like, sing. Hey, I, having lived in that space, it's terrible. You've had to sing? When I enrolled as a music major in college, you have like music majors have a very uh, regimented curriculum. And so your first class, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like first day of college, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you have music theory, which is like how it's written, right? And then you go straight from that to ear training, which is the ability to sing notes on pitch without hearing them. Sing A flat, right? Like that's just yeah. the... And so, <laughs> and so on, like all the instrumentalists love theory because we've been looking at music like that our whole lives and all the vocalists hate theory all the vocalists love ear training and all the instrumentalists hate uh ear training but it was very much i'm gonna go down the row and each one of you is gonna sing this gap oh nightmare it's the, horrible nightmare. the actual sweats also the only class through. i ever thought i might legitimately fail like hmm. i i literally was like i can't do this i might fail this <laughs> hmm. so Mitchie gets up and sings. She's very good. Impresses the uh, impresses Brown. Yeah, starts impresses a little shy. Everybody. Starts a little quiet. Starts a little shy. Then opens up. She and sings an original number again. And Tess is upset. Mitchie's getting attention. A little jealous. A little jealous. A little jealousy come this creeping in. And we see this now. Tess doesn't want to violate the relationship that she's established with Mitchie. She's like, "Hey, you're really talented. You should be a backup singer for me." You, you got to get those vocals behind mine, please. And that's, this is sort of the, the, the continuation of that relationship. Now, Mitchie has to go and continue working, goes into the kitchen. This is, this entire sequence is just kind of bananas to me. Shane is inside the kitchen because he is looking for, uh, someone because he couldn't eat his breakfast because he had a list of allergies that weren't satisfied. And Mitchie is hiding for reasons. Well, she doesn't want to be seen in the kitchen. By a rock she star. has now lied that her mom works in China. She doesn't want to be found out in the kitchen. Well, her natural response to this is to throw a shitload of flour on her face. Yeah. And a chef's hat on. Yeah. It's a good disguise. It's a great disguise. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you would never know. Foolproof. Yeah. She stands and we have an exchange where Mitchie is effectively dressing down Shane for being an asshole. I yeah. loved it. He's like... I need this food I demanded. And she's like, well, you mean I about that? Yeah, baby, don't be less of a dick. And he goes, who are you? And she goes, a person. Don't speak to people like this. Yeah. I was like, fucking got him. <laughs> I, here's my issue with this scene. I love this scene. I understand that Joe Jonas, cute boy, very successful. 
but it feels like we kind of go from he him being an open asshole to her and her recognizing it and calling him on it to like she's got the doe eyes for him and i don't know that i understand because that also goes into what we saw earlier when he was on TV, when Mitchie and her mom were like, somebody's got to like, he's got to get his act together. Like they've, they've had multiple occasions of like them knowing he's acting out of line. Yeah. Max, it's, you, you said it, the, you said it already. He's a cute guy that's successful. I understand. He's a I, cute guy I understand. with the, with I the know, guitar. I, I get it, Molly. I understand that that's what it is. She can it change just, him. Okay. He is Ken playing push. I just like that this scene of her calling him on his shit. Yeah. And I wish that her calling him on his shit felt like the reason he was like, nobody's ever done that before. I mean, I mean, but like he doesn't know that it's her. Yeah. And so what I want is for him to be like, Oh, you're different because you'll actually hold me accountable. And, and then their relationship makes sense. Whereas like, he doesn't know who this person is. And yeah. so that can't be the factor, uh-huh. right? Unfortunately, that is not the case. Although that'd be nice. We have, what we do have, however, is now Brown is also holding Shane accountable because Shane apparently skipped his classes the other day. He didn't go to teach. And now he has to go and teach dance. He has all of the students inside of the dance studio. He walks in and says, follow me and then starts. And I'm going to put this in quotes dancing and he puts on some moves. <laughs> he puts on some fucking moves. It's like nothing I've ever seen. Mm hmm. And he's like, try and keep up, motherfucker. He also goes, he also goes, grab a mic and a hat. My man didn't have a hat on. And I was now he did eventually produce one. But I was like, why did they need the hat? You don't have a hat. Because they're gonna do cool half hat flips. choreo. So they have this dance situation. Everybody suddenly knows the choreo. And <laughs> drum drum bro oh, falls. This is my favorite thing. Yeah, tell me. This is when <laughs> Drum bro falls this down. This is when Joe yeah. Jonas says, you any good on the drums? And my man just bangs on the floor a little bit. He goes, and then Joe looks at him so earnestly and goes, you're a drummer, dude. You're a drummer, dude. And that's the line. You're going to just have You're a drummer, dude. You're a drummer, dude. Because every time, I got to tell you, Throughout the rest of the movie, anytime my man beat on something, I said out loud, you're a drummer, dude. I just feel like. Do you also have nice balls? Just <laughs> nice balls. Cool balls. You're a drummer, dude. You're a drummer, dude. You sound like Crush the Turtles. <laughs> Go with the flow. I just love that he's like, you any good on the drums? My guy, <laughs> does, my guy does not play the drums. He just bangs on the ground. Uh-huh. And that is enough to convince actual rock star Joe Jonas <laughs> that this man is a drummer. Now, Here's to the thing. Clear Connect 3 has no drummer. So <laughs> maybe it's the first time he's ever seen a drummer. <laughs> he's like, that, holy shit, you can bang on some, with sticks? That's, uh, and it's sticks the ground? Too? Yeah. Whoa. <sighs> I... Uh, <laughs> You're a drummer, dude. I <laughs> just <laughs> feel balls. like Cool balls. This nice movie balls. has a okay. I this is kind of an overarching feel, but this is when I really felt it. This movie's clearly trying to replicate the success of High School Musical, of course right? So yeah, like, of course, obviously. But did you all feel like this movie had a cringe factor that High School Musical doesn't have? 
<sighs> I felt this way strongly when Joe Jonas is like, try and keep up and then bust out the most <laughs> ridiculous dance I've ever seen. And he clearly is taking it very seriously. Like, I, I feel like High School Musical's in on its own joke. I, I think I'm going to say something that I also suffer from. So I'm, we're, we're all in this together. Okay? <laughs> nice. I think you don't notice the cringe because you're nostalgic for High School Musical. Yeah, Whereas because you don't have nostalgia glasses, you notice the cringe. I think High School Musical is as cringy as this. I don't I don't want to believe that in my heart, <laughs> Wildcat. No, I, I, I you can be blind to it. That's fine. But I am I'm here sorry. to submit to you. I'm sorry that <laughs> yeah, Max, let me just give you a quote from High School Musical too. Hey there, lifeguard. <laughs> no, that is like Wildcat. I, that entire Molly, exchange. That's crazy. I'm just going to suggest to you that Zac Efron dancing on the golf course. While Very I love. It's cringe <laughs> as fuck. He's staring into his How face. Dare the man you. looks like Elsa. <laughs> I thought that maybe my he man, knew he looked stupid. My man stupid. is summoning ice crystals. I just feel Everybody's like this, always I feel like this movie takes itself more seriously than High School Musical does a little bit. You Molly, think that Bet on it is not earnest and serious? It's so serious. No, we can't. It Get your head in the game. It's so serious. It does. I cannot believe that Zac Efron didn't go, this is hilarious. Missing from High School Musical is Joe Jonas walking into the kitchen as they play the pots and pans and go, You're a drummer, dude. Okay, here's my question. Here's hey, my question. Was Joe Jonas already famous when this came out? Yeah, were the, were the Jonas around. Brothers I, a thing? Yes. Mm, I think so. Yes. Was were. Demi Lovato a thing? Uh that I'd actually don't know I don't about. Know. I think the fact that the Jonas Brothers were already famous is what makes this cringier because none of the high school musical kids were famous yet in the first one. I, I understand you don't want to accept that high school musical is cringy as fuck. I, I can accept that high school musical is cringy, but I think this scene in particular with Joe Jonas, oh, I, ex- being, I agree that this scene is cringe, but it's like cringier. I think somehow because it's like, Hey, I'm known rock star. Joe Jonas. <laughs> And Watch you this. are a drummer, dude. Watch this, dude. <laughs> and then it's like it's pretty bad. It's it's more cringy to me That's than fair. Zac Efron with his basketball. So, <laughs> Get your head okay, in the game. but by the second High School Musical, when they do bet on it, he's famous. Yo, I just got for that. Can we just show? I just want to tell what? you, so, Joe Jonas isn't famous because of Camp Rock. No, I understand. I'm just saying that, like, by the time we get a very cringy moment, he's famous. <laughs> Now, I will also tell you that <laughs> I refuse to accept I will also tell you that their, Joe Jonas and the Jonas Brothers have released uh, had released two albums prior to 2008. They had a it, show. The first is It's About mm-hmm. Time. Look at that. Look at that album art. Joe, it looks like bad clip art. It That is the That's album. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Anyway. Maybe Joe Jonas is just cringe. Maybe. I also think they cast the problem. They cast him in a role that is like, go be a stereotypical pop ass and go do that. And I think that's, they did do that. I think that was like his interpretation of what that was. You know, we we just need more Kenny Ortega. That's what we needed. At this point, Mitchie's blowing up everybody. Not, not great. Don't love to see it. In fact, to the point where during the campfire jam. Yeah. Why are there so many jams? God, there's so many jams. It's a camp rock, Molly. All they do is jam. Mm -hmm. Theoretically, they're all here to jam. (laughs) 
I just love that they call him Jam. It's just the They're energy. here to slam and welcome to the Jam. <laughs> Everybody this, get this on. Is, this is canonically connected to Space Jam. Space Jam is this movie in space. That's what I think. <laughs> we got the final Jam and we got Come Space on and slam. Jam. No. And welcome to, to the, the Jam. jam. Come on and slam. slam. If and you want to jam. jam. Slam, slam jam, baby, ma'am. <laughs> hey, DJ. Turn it up. Boy, I wish. Everybody upon get up. It's time to slam now. If we Tess and her them glittery them groupies had sung Space, space jam, jam during the campfire. Now I want to watch Space Jam. Here, here is my. Smithy name more basketball. My thing about this. It's not high school musical. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about this camp is the two adults that run it. Uh-huh. The woman. Yeah. And, and brown. 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 The woman and brown. <laughs> oh, please. The oh, woman. Please. Her name is D. LaDuke. Okay. <laughs> and his no, name is brown. Just, it is it, D. LaDuke. It's the woman. Is <laughs> <laughs> ah, she LaDuke? ever called by name? They call her D at the start. Okay. All right. And it's Brown Cesario. Okay. The two of them have major... Uh-huh that meme of steve buscemi that's like hello there fellow kids <laughs> totally. that's their energy 100%. that's why they're calling it jam yeah. otherwise they'd call it like co- campfire concert but they're like no no no, no. we gotta it's our jam it's the jam guys we're cool everybody's cool here yeah, we're jamming oh god that's whoo this is when we have tess and her glittery groupies including mitchy come out and sing the song too cool for you i love this song for the record it's good good song um i think most of the music in this is good well it's yeah no high school musical. Wow. Okay. <laughs> no, I agree. I I didn't dislike any song. Yeah. Um. I like that Tess's main dance move is like a shoulder roll. Did oh, you yeah. guys notice that? <laughs> it's like a lot of like well, she shoulder learned from action. Shane's class. The yeah. Classic dance moves. They they really did these actors dirty. I gotta say by putting them in that dance class <laughs> because <laughs> I listen. I think there's a lot of good to be said about these actors. They're not dancers. No. And they really did all of the leads dirty by making them do dancing. the choreography. But Joe Jonas had to do his <laughs> dancing. Like, we needed to do a better job of shooting actual dancers mm. and show the leads from behind them. Like, it, they really did them dirty. But that's the thing. Allison Stoner could have danced. Allison Stoner's, like, known True. for being a dancer. True. Why didn't she ever dance? Because she was too busy. Check me out. Like, because it, we get, never mind, I'm not going to talk about it, but, like, sh- just just let them be talented in the, the ways they're naturally know, talented. I don't know. Okay. We have this scene. Caitlin throws some shade at Mitchie. Like, nice job being a backup singer. Yeah. Got well, Mitchie's also, you can tell, not into being a backup singer. Yeah, of course. For sure. It sucks. Turns out when you're the most talented one. Singing, ooh. Yeah. For the mean girl isn't where you want. <laughs> yeah, she so. did, it was that. Exactly. Yeah. She yeah, did actually. some ooh. 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 Too cool. So... After this all settles, we get, we're now laying the groundwork for Mitchie's conflict, and this is when we have to also learn about Shane Gray's conflict. Shane Gray, in the stereotypical artist fashion, doesn't want to be defined by his label. Obviously. He wants to make his own music with his own sound, and he was inspired by this girl that he heard sing, and he just, he just wants to sing with his own music. And Mitchie's like, all right, fuck it. You'll never, you don't know if you, if you don't try, so just like do the thing. Yeah. I just don't, they... they this is going to add on to what I was saying earlier. 
they very quickly jump to like, he cares deeply about this girl's opinion. And I'm like, who the fuck is she? Yeah. Like, why this girl? You haven't heard her sing. Uh-huh. You don't know that she's the one you like the voice of. Uh-huh. She canonically is you don't know she's the girl that called you on your bullshit so she's just any of the campers which you've only shown you don't care about mm-hmm. it so why do you give a fuck about her it would have been better i'm gonna rewrite a little moment sure please instead of the weird flower throwing scene yeah why couldn't she have just been in the kitchen mm. and him been like hey do you work here and her be like no i'm i'm looking for something and him being like oh they messed up my order and she'd be like could have been like i hate when my private chef does. like i don't know just playing yeah, her yeah, own yeah, bullshit yeah. like why couldn't why does she have to hide who she is in the kitchen just she wasn't cooking at the time yeah she had just gotten there yeah. she just happened to be there yeah exactly yeah there so like so is he he also is there. It's not like the kitchen's off limits. So like she didn't need, I guess it's for the hilarious comedy of the flower all over her face. It was hilarious. (laughs) I, I, chortled <laughs> mitchy's interaction with foods throughout this entire movie we get two just dis- like no th- her, her three interactions with foods are fucking wild it's the don't spoil my favorite one because it it's is coming the, up it is a hundred kilos of ground beef <laughs> it is the flower on the face and the third one which is i can't wait until we get to that yeah. one but in any case shane expresses all of this he's angsty then we get a food fight because we have to it's a, it's at camp we must yeah. have a food fight it's a pretty weak food fight in the sense of food fights i mean it doesn't even have sauce on it exactly <laughs> you want a sauce and spaghetti mo- connie is a chef and she's serving dry noodles <laughs> well it's probably separate right yeah it's probably you get your nudes and then you get the sauce but they didn't put any sauce on their <laughs> so spaghetti. they all just want butter all nudes. of these kids walked like went down the line i am gonna tell you that Adam, because sauce. the opposite is ludicrous <laughs> it's a <laughs> get Chris Bridges out of here. So they all walk down the assembly line of a cafeteria and they're like, not one kid says sauce. First of all, all, they say noodles. Yes. Anything else on the menu? Fuck that shit. Yeah. Also, my noodles don't have any sauce. I was a pretty picky kid. I could have eaten just a plate of noodles. (laughs) Could never, never. So they get into, again, the they most said, lame food fight. They said, we don't want to clean this up every take. <laughs> <laughs> We're having you throw just noodles at each other because that won't get anything on any clothes. They saw Eddie's million dollar cook off yeah, no and they were kidding. like, fuck that. Well, they had this. They had, they had to ad lib the, the scene asking about the flower there because they were like, well, God, we didn't even realize it would get stuck somewhere. Yeah. Like, <laughs> She's like, it's Chinese yeah. beauty powder. Beauty powder. Yeah. <clears throat> so. This is where we start to see the relationship fracture between Mitchie and Caitlin because Caitlin, Tess, and Mitchie are taken by Brown to the director's office and they're like, who threw the first noodle? This is one of my favorite lines and moments of this movie, first of all, though. Before he takes them into his office, he does the craziest hand gesture to point to all three of them. It's just like really dramatic pointing and then he goes, I hate when I have to be uncool. <laughs> it's very David Pumpkins with his movies. Yeah, I was like, see, he's that Steve Buscemi. He, he so badly wants to fit in, and, yeah. it's, it, and it just crushes him. He's like, he I must. have a graphic tee and a leather cuff bracelet. Please do not make me punish you. And he's like, damn it, kids. Caitlin gets the shaft, gets thrown under the bus, is not defended by Mitchie and now Caitlin must I, go. Work I like Caitlin's internal war when he's like, "Who threw it first? She's like, and, and they say they're like, "Well, she did." And she's like, "Well, uh, 
technically that's correct. And she's like, but she slid it onto yeah. my plate or she onto my pushed clothes. it onto me or whatever. Yeah. But much to Mitchie's chagrin, Caitlin now has to go work in the kitchen where Caitlin's actual mom works. And this might lead to a discovery. Who would have thought? But don't worry, we're not going to get there yet. What we have to have first is a scene from the Barbie movie where Ken Shane sits down and sings push to Barbie. Yep. And I was can like, I, can I play the guitar at you? Yeah, that's what happens. Can you, you, I want your thoughts on something. Can I play the guitar at you? while staring comfortably <laughs> in your eyes for three minutes. Yo, there was a lot of eye contact. Whole lot I want to push you around, around and I will and I will You're good. I watched this TikTok where it was one of those like people. They stop people on the street mm. and it was someone close to our age stopping what appeared to be Gen Z. Mm. And most of them thought that was written for the Barbie movie. Yeah. And I just put some respect to Matchbox 20's <laughs> name. <laughs> Indeed. Makes me feel old. Yeah, yep, d- that, me too. Also, I've been on a Matchbox 20 kick because of a different TikTok yeah. I saw. And you know what? They still bang. Yeah. Holds up. Holds up. So we learned that Shane based the song that he sang off of Mitchie's singing that he had heard earlier. And he said, no, it was Mitchie. And he's like, ah, yeah, I just don't know if I can like trust him about his opinion on this stuff. Everybody's always out to get something from me. But da da da. And Mitchie goes, I don't lie. To which I said, the fuck you don't. Yeah. It's kind you, of the right, of right now. Movie. Right yeah. now you're lying. You, you just lied. You've literally, that's all you've done. In fact, yeah. d- thus far, uh, you seem different. Good, different. Do the writing. But why? What? There's nothing to establish why she be. That's why the fucking like holding him accountable scene would have worked so well, because that's a reason for her to feel different. Because she's kind of doing that now also. So now he just thinks there's two people in the world that hold him accountable. I don't even know that. I, I feel like for me, it doesn't even feel like that. It just feels like she's telling him what he wants to hear, which can also be true. Right. Mm-hmm. It can be true that she's like, I would like that music. And also it just feels like she's the person telling him what he wants to be true. Right. And so it's like, oh, you would buy this song that I don't think people would buy, but I wish people would buy. And you're telling me you would buy you're different. Later they get into like, (laughs) like later there, I guess their, their way of flirting is like, kind of messing with each other so i guess that's where i'm saying is like she'll be like he'll she'll be like you're kind of being a jerk but like laughing about it like uh you're being a jerk and that's my impression of (laughs) it's a good one i would have not (laughs) said who am i doing right now and then you did that (laughs) if we're playing heads up any person (laughs) in the world i would have been like demi fucking lovato that's it right there 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 it is Then Caitlin shows up to work in the kitchen. Right, that one really tickles your balls. Uh, Caitlin shows up to work. And then this is when Mitchie's going to have her discovery moment. This Mom, is my favorite food-related <clears throat> incident. Yeah, why? Mitchie walks in holding a grossly Metric oversized bag of... fuck ton of tortilla in front of her head. <laughs> and, and, she's trying to do the Wilson, where yeah. she's like, no, don't look at me, because... But she also won't talk. She's just like... She's waving. like, now, she's now everything will be revealed. Don't look at me. So she's walking with the ginormous bag <laughs> of tortilla chips, and Dude. she steps in like the mop bucket with all the soap and falls and the I had to rewind it and watch it again the comedic way that the chips fly and it, there's like there's a cutaway there's like 
maybe half an inch of water in this mop bucket and then she's completely soaking wet <laughs> my girl went on a water ride like it uh, is and she's got like tortilla chips in her hair like it's so over the top and mm-hmm. ridiculous i really liked it oh my god and then caitlin calls out mitchie and they have this confrontation where now mitchie like caitlin is just effectively like reading mitchie for the truth and then mitchie has to like call caitlin out on her attitude but this is what i'm saying where like it mitchie's argument is like i just wanted to fit in which again if caitlin is a nepo baby makes sense to me because she's not now maybe she's rich but like because caitlin's not a nepo baby yeah caitlin's like fit in with who you did fit in with me like you want to be i i want to be neither one of us is fucking the daughter or like the daughter of or the cousin of like who you try why did you want to fit in with that jerk like established asshole why do you need to fit in with her it doesn't it just doesn't i wish that it doesn't make sense to me because caitlin isn't seemingly that character caitlin is janice ian mm-hmm. and why do you want to fit in with her like mm-hmm. i don't i just want to call out mom comes in she discovers mitchy all wet and i just want to call out that i love caitlin fucking roast Mitchie mm-hmm. because mom comes and she's like what happened and Caitlin just goes she was drowning her wise and I was like Jesus <laughs> and she's like Yo. what'd you say nothing. oh nothing nothing no one <laughs> so this ultimately leads to there's being another jam session we gotta have so many jam sessions yeah where people are gonna display some of their talents and another just absolute zing at uh, Mitchie Caitlin goes hey your lemmings are over there and I was like what a great insult Mm. also no teen understands that insult that is so lo- it's like because a lemming is somebody uh, only a follower a lemming would follow the group off of a cliff right so like that is that is now her way it's like a very that's, old video game aren't they animals it's a rat a rodent i shouldn't say a rat it's a rodent gross so this is when we have caitlin the great producer of music <laughs> stand up with her keyboard and begin to absolutely crush yeah unbelievable to, uh, to, she's doing a little dancing little dancing yeah. little and dancing. and mitchie goes she's really good i mean she's amazing it's fucking electric why doesn't she want to be a dj i just I, don't understand I, what again, i'm not sure they know what a music producer right. is. why why can't she be wanting to be a dj yeah, that would make more I, sense for what I she's doing know. and then tess goes snake <laughs> it's because tess can't handle someone being good for yeah. four seconds yeah that she has to cause a disruption uh, tess is used to being the star because most people at this camp seemingly are more on the level with drummer dude like they don't actually play instruments they play the ground and like it is, tess is kind of like okay well most people here don't even know how to hit an instrument so i'm good i'm yeah. actually pretty set why doesn't why doesn't Caitlin get to restart? There's like so many questions. I don't right know. They're I don't like, know. well, you interrupted her one performance, therefore she's done. We're forever. done. Yeah, yeah. we're it, done. It, no more options. The, and then this is when we have this brilliant exchange where, in fact, Tess says nothing. She just holds up her hand in three three. It's awesome. Whatever major loser. Because Whatever Caitlin major loser. says like, what the fuck? Yeah, you can't handle with somebody's. Yeah, and good. yeah, Tess comes back with four hand gestures three of them the same but just rotating your wrist and i was like i'm using that yeah it's great (laughs) nice yeah and as if to just absolutely roast tess alive just i mean blasting her off the earth 
with this one. Yeah. Mitchy goes, that's so last year. Oh, <laughs> fucking rolled. <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah, rolled him and smoked him. It was over right there. She At obliterated. Dead for filth. Tess is going to need some ice. That's right. And we have a really nice bonding balloon popping session between Caitlin and Mitchie next, where Mitchie has the audacity to go, I stick up for my friends. No, you fucking don't! <laughs> you both have lied this entire time, and this is the only instance of you even minorly sticking up for somebody who you might call a friend. This is this is where we get uh, the reveal that Caitlin is the Janiceean, because she says, I was friends with Tess. Mm-hmm. And she was a and she was a yeah she was a jerk to me and this is why i know she's not gonna be nice if you're talented because she was not nice to me and and i do like this conversation because what i like about it is that they are like i i get you did this you want to be popular Mm. and being popular is good and i'm glad that in the movie that i think is targeting the demographic that would care about being popular they acknowledge yeah i get you want to be popular yeah it it is intriguing here is why it's not a good thing exactly i'm glad that they just concede the point that popularity has benefits and that it is a like uh, enticing thing and also tess is a jerk don't do that like you don't deserve to be do that so often in these movies it's who cares if you're popular as long as you're true to yourself and it's like yeah, when you're everyone, when cares. you're 15, that doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, all that matters is yeah. social standing. And yeah, and I like that Caitlin kind of tries to say, "Who cares if you're popular?" And then Tess is like, "I'm sorry, not Tess." Mitchie's like, "No, being popular is cool." Yeah, literally, it helps. I agree with you. I think that was a small detail that was good writing. Mm-hmm. And they they find it like again, what we said a lot. Tess just doesn't like competition. Yeah, so she's going to do everything she can to keep them down, and. It's here when, after a small cutaway where Kevin still does not have his birdhouse. <laughs> yeah. Love they, it. This is the one where they're at the pool, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're so funny. I'm with you. Like, they are the best part of this movie. Is these two is perfect comedic relief. Knuckleheads. It's like, it's, it is like Twitch's, the first Twitch's comedic relief, right? Like, where they were like the perfect white, just have these little bits jump in. This is the perfect zest. This is the one where he's like, Ask about my birdhouse. Yeah, and then and birdhouse. Nick's like, why do you, why do you and Nick's like, says something and goes, well, you didn't ask him for a birdhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see the birds. <laughs> now, this is when we have Shane start the most confusing game of telephone. Well, and you know what's good about telephone, Alan, is that it never gets confused. Yeah, nobody is ever going to relay the wrong message. Yeah, he says, I want to like Shane wants to find the girl with the voice and I want to know how many times it passes before it is uh, Shane Gray is looking for the squirrel till it's moist or like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like how many of these exchanges is it just completely lost so it has to also be. this is a tiny thing but it's just like a weird like director's note yeah. I guess so they show the scene for the telephone game yeah and they show like Joe whisper to someone mm. and then that person whispers to someone and the someone he whispers it to is like someone playing the flute. Yeah. And then 
the next person that's getting whispered to is somebody like dancing. And then the next person that gets whispered to is somebody playing the drums. Um, it's never and, the person. And, and by the, by that, <laughs> I don't she mean the drummer. I mean, someone completely holding different drumsticks and not yeah, playing banging on a tree or yeah. something. Um, but, but it never is the person from the scene before doing the whispering. <laughs> <laughs> it's only ever too random. Be- like I thought they'd show oh. flute girl running up. Yeah, to, yeah, to the- yeah. Nope. It's so, it never, lines up one time so and i was good. like why <laughs> oh. well because everybody's talking about it i guess but i was like what a weird direction so much choice. so that eventually kevin will be like we heard about you <laughs> <laughs> also how's my birdhouse also, also I mean, where's my birdhouse yeah. what's this like brown also says i've got a pulse on the room is here yeah. you're looking for the girl everyone's with the voice. talking about it so after we start this terrible terrible game of telephone People just start walking. Women, girls in this camp just start walking by Shane singing. Well, no, they're all, they're, they're trying on they're, the slipper. They're grass, glass they're, slippery. Yeah, they're trying on the slipper. The vocal slipper. That yeah. is correct. Yes. yes. I, I'm agreeing with you all. <laughs> they're trying on the vocal Max, slipper. Yeah. I think we need to explain it. Yeah, so Alan, you know how Alan, Alan, you know so how Cinderella, Cinderella. It's, yeah. it's who has the foot to fit in this because no one else has a size eight in the and whole kingdom. Famously, mm. while you're probably most familiar with the Disney version, in the original version, they actually cut their foot. Yeah, the steps are just like cut, cut parts cut of their off. body yeah. off so they can in fit. There. Yeah, that would, I don't know what the equivalent <laughs> of that would be here, but it probably would be dark. Anyway, in Falsetto? this version, <laughs> in this version, they all are trying on the proverbial they're, glass They're slipper. by singing and they're being like, because Alan, yep, the song uh-huh. is the slipper. Uh, yeah, whoa, wow, yeah. what a Joe what a Jonas revelation! Yeah. Is Prince Charming? Yeah, okay. Demi Lovato, Cinderella. Cinderella. All the other girls, uh-huh. all the other peasants in the kingdom. Yeah, Tess, evil stepsister. Correct. Mm-hmm. Well, throughout this process, because Zac Efron got a shirtless scene. So did Joe Jonas. He Joe did. Just had to get one. Um, and this again, just all part of like the singing situation. And this is real. Boy, do we have just some wild interactions between Mitchie and Shane. So Mitchie finds Shane seed, seated with his back against a canoe, the most graceful <laughs> of water uh, dwelling uh, vehicles. And he's angsty. Mm hmm. And Mitchie's like, hey, what the fuck, bro? Why are you being so angsty? And he's like, ah, reasons. I just need to get into the canoe. Gotta get it. And that'll be better. Yeah. Because I definitely Alan, know what Alan, I'm doing. you like canoes. So I yeah. love canoes. Do you understand yeah. him? Is that you? That's you at Disneyland. Yeah. You know, before we ride you get the in the car- canoe at Disneyland, you're happier. I'm a happy camper. I have to agree. In this case, you think both of them would also be happy campers, but they're canoeing fucking wrong. They are going in circles. They acknowledge that they don't know how to canoe. But there's an obvious solution. Just canoe the same way. Feel complicated. <laughs> it's it's you know, a pretty like, simple vehicle to maneuver, I will yeah. say. Push water, same direction, go. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know what? Motor <laughs> easy, move forward. Yeah. Nailed it. Ta-da. Instead, they're really just doing a Vanessa Hudgens. They're really just doing a Gabriella Montez fake laugh. And (laughs) (laughs) wildcat and they are observed by Tess Mm -hmm. who like us hates fake laughter. Yeah. And (laughs) she's a hero of this story actually because (laughs) she's found the true villain fake laughter. (laughs) I want to give Tess a flower right now. Yeah. 
she is wearing the coolest silver fanny pack. Oh, hell yeah. I'm very into her belt bag right now. Nice. Like, I would wear it no cap right now. No cap? No cap. No, I'm cap. sorry. Well, we found the third person who's hello, fellow youths. You guys taught me that. <laughs> no cap. No cap. I would wear it. No cap. Is that? No cap. Did would I you not have a cap on? <laughs> no, I would get one and I'd twirl it on my head like Joe Jonas you taught gotta me You got to have earlier. the hat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's small. It's, do you I, have the I don't think you saw this. Uh, uh, Joe Jonas said microphone and cap. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I said no cap. Yeah, <laughs> well... I get it, honestly. I wouldn't want yeah. to listen to him either. So Tess now sees this. So she's going to naturally follow. By the way, you did use it correctly. You did. Correctly. Yeah, you crushed. Is it not cool anymore? Should I not say? I, I don't. I think if we're saying it, it's not cool. Yeah, we're just, old. Yeah, we're yeah, old. We collectively are old. Correct. Yeah, you two, definitely old. So we know that Tess is is jealous of this burgeoning relationship between Shane and Mitchie. Mm-hmm. And so she naturally follows Mitchie around and finds out that Mitchie has been lying. Yeah. Now she knows and she's obviously going to share it at an appropriate time. Mm-hmm. That is in a, in a healthy do. communicative way mm-hmm. to try to uncover why maybe in a healthy fashion that Mitchie would lie. Is that such a talented person? Why would she lie? Now, I I'm, I may be a little confused on order here. Yeah. So this could have not happened yet. My read on this was that she tanked Mitchie, not just because she lied, but because she figures out that Mitchie is the voice. And so she goes to, she finds Shane singing, this is real, this is me. Mm-hmm. She has heard Mitchie sing that song. When Mitchie moves into the cabin, they're like, now sing. And she <laughs> like sings. Ursula. Like you do. Like, yeah, exactly. And she sings that song. Tess knows it. She hears Shane sing. She realizes, oh, Mitchie is the voice you're searching for. And then she goes to find the songbook. Now, I, I don't remember where that goes in the in the timeline. It's, it's not yet because I have a note about okay, that very okay, specifically. Okay, okay. We have we have this occur and then almost immediately after that occurs. So we have she discovers oh, Mitchie's lying. That's the reason she takes her out of final jam. Yeah. Correct. Not the reason she yep. shows yes. She's got many a yes. scheme. She's got she, she does. She's got a lot of schemes. She's in here works. to tank Mitchie. She's thinking of things. Yep. She is stuff and things. And things. But first, we have to have a performance by the Jonas Brothers. I mean, Connect 3. Yeah. We have to have Connect 3. Surprise, everybody! Connect 3 is here. They are going to play one of the new songs that Shane has been writing, their new sound, and a ploy to send to their record deal. They also hate the name Connect 3, and they really want... Because of naturally... It's not great. It's not a good name. It's a worse name than Connect 4. Agreed. One one worse. (laughs) uh, This is the good Jonas Brothers reunion where he's like, guess who? And he's like, I I can see you. Yeah, uh, you're (laughs) in the room but then he says i came to pick up my birdhouse (laughs) (laughs) and i thought to myself if someone did not make kevin jonas a goddamn birdhouse i'm gonna freak out if he does not have a get him the birdhouse i was like by the end of this movie he does not have a birdhouse i'm gonna be upset i hope it's the long point he gets one in the second movie (laughs) i hope so too because he did not get one spoiler alert no, he didn't. If you're tracking, either. did Kevin get a birdhouse? The answer after Camp Rock one, no. Check no. the no box. Yeah, and he asked nicely. He multiple, multiple times. times. Oh, yes. 
So they have the new song. They play their song out. Some of these scenes are perfectly synced. Some of these scenes just aren't. Yeah. And we cut between them frequently. This ends. The, people are so enthusiastic about this new sound from Connect 3. That's they right. feel super pumped that they can send this to their record label and they might be able to make songs that aren't just that stereotypical canned pop nonsense that they don't want to do anymore. By the way, I want to point an observation that I made about the Joe Bros in this moment. All of them are wearing rings on that hand. This is purity ring Joe, Joe, Joe Bros era. It stood out to me. It, are they purity rings or are they just yeah, like... So no, they oh, were. Okay. I, I will tell you, and I don't, I don't say that was shade, by the way. I say that because like I, w- w- the era that I was growing up in was also purity ring and true love weights classes mm. that I went to. And so I was like, I know that. Mm. <laughs> I know that thing. It, I've worn one. It was like a thing. Yeah. It was like a big thing that they had them. And then when they took them off, uh, it, was like a whole, it was like a, it was a thing. But I, I have a question. Yeah. Speaking of the Jonas Brothers, D- yeah, if what? I may. Please. They play some song they made up for this movie. Sure. If you could insert in a different Jonas Brothers song. Oh, oh boy. I Max, only, you have I only one. know one. I know, Joe but Lord it's a great song. answer. What would it be? Love Bug. So Love Bug is so good. <laughs> I only know so one funny. song. It'd be so funny. Let's see. Uh, Year 3000 would be a great insertion. Oh, sure. I love that um, song. Burning Up would be a great song that we could insert here. Uh, Montana Sky, for if you want some of the newer editions. I also think that you could probably I do. I know was such a Joe Bro. Summer in the Hamptons. We were listening another to really it good one. in the car on the way home. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I, know that I would listen. I would put in my favorite Joe Bro song, which is Sucker. Oh. I'm a sucker for you. Oh, I yeah. do know that song. Yeah. We go together. <laughs> Summer in the Hamptons has some pretty racy lyrics that probably shouldn't that's, be sung. See, that's, fun, I, that's funnier to me. I if they come hilarious. out and it's like... Sex like Summer in the Hamptons. Yeah, and they just come uh. out with like... <laughs> What's like, wow. cake, they bring out cake by the ocean? Like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, do you get some DNCE out here? Nice, yeah. One third of the Joe Bros are in there, so yeah. it counts. So they're doing it on tour. I've seen the TikToks, yeah, or some sexy Nick Jonas solo music, mm. that chain song. Oh, I, I, I don't know the name of it, but I do know uh, the this song. era missed me. I just that's like recent. The entirety I do of think the Jonas I'm a more, Brothers missed no, me. <laughs> I, I, did, I, I didn't actually really listen to the Jonas Brothers till more recently. Mm. Like, I knew a couple songs from just, like, existing, but yeah. not, like, I didn't listen to them in this era. I, I do like more of their more recent music, though, I will say. And I've heard their concerts are really fun. So, I never thought that I'd get it. Love again. That's the a good only one. one I know. That's that a banger too. Would have, been a, would have been a good one to have here. So after the after Connect Three plays, Tess gets up on stage and says something that anybody after seeing a, a famous band play would say to the crowd: "Hey, Mitchie, tell me about your mom." <laughs> <laughs> This is a crazy way to do this. This is this is truly a crazy way to bring up this situation. (laughs) What the hell is that shit? Why? (laughs) She's really nice. Yeah. yeah, and then she, she goes, she looks at somebody else and goes, tell me about your mom. And he's like, I don't know. She's a mom. <laughs> she's my mom. <laughs> Which feels like a very weird. Fine, like, I guess. <laughs> fuck. Hey, tell me about your mom. <laughs> and from this, we uncover through a, through a very like accusatory line of questioning that Mitchie has lied. Now everybody Dude, knows. She, Tess brutalizes her, though. She doesn't let her off the hook ever no because every single one even when mitchy goes as far as to go okay she's a cook even then tess looks at her and goes a cook 
at Hot Tunes China. <laughs> like every she's like a celebrity sentence. Chef? She fucking nails her to the wall. She just will not let you her want up. Tess it's on so, your team. Oh man, you want you Tess at an investigation? Tess is the oh she's Ms. not the Elwood. president. She's she the, the vice president? president? Is she the treasurer? Oh, no, no, no. She's a cook. At Hot Tunes China? Could you oh, be no? For a celebrity? Be you, more specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me specifically. Like, it's so, like, every single hit is there. And what's interesting is, like, most people don't care. Because why would anyone not. care? Like, most of these people don't even care that she lied, really, it appears. Like, everyone's like, why is Tess being so weird about it? Like, yeah, 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 but yeah. then, the problem is that Joe Jonas is like, you lied to me! I thought you were different! And, like, yeah. runs Based away. on the one flower interaction that I shouldn't remember was you, but is you, and also the canoeing. You and, remember the canoeing? And then everyone's like, oh shit, Joe Jonas is mad! Well, and Caitlin's like, Tess, you're being a jerk. And she's like, sure, I'm a jerk. But at least I didn't lie to everybody the whole time. Like, Which is fair. It's super fair. fair. Very like, fair. At least I've not she's been like, yeah, dishonest an, about my entire life. I'm an life. asshole, but... I'm not a liar. But so. you all know I'm an asshole, and I'm at least honest about I'm a, being yeah, an asshole. I'm an honest like, asshole. It's, yeah. it's one of my, I read this phrase one time, probably on like the internet, and I kind of like Probably was on like, the internet. Yeah, I, I, I like that. And it was like, I'd rather be a real bitch than fake nice. And mm. I was like, I get that. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like. And as Mitchie's world crumbles around her, she begins to tear up. And Caitlin is a good friend's like, we're not going to do that here. And like shuttles her away. I love Caitlyn. Caitlyn's the, MV- the MVP of this. She movie. is. God, so well. It's Caitlyn, but only after Kevin Jonas. Uh, Kevin Jonas, Kevin number, Jonas one. Is number one. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. Caitlyn can come in here with her real friendship. But I, I need I to know wish about the Caitlin birdhouse. Wasn't a music producer, but otherwise, <laughs> as a friend, she's great. Yeah, yeah. Mom's up on the lit. That's right. So. And this is the ordering because now Joe is angsty, and this is yeah. when he's like. I'm I'm sad because I found out this girl isn't real and I can't find the girl that sings this song. And yeah. this is when he sings it and Tess overhears it and then goes and finds the book. Absolutely. And this is right. when you think she's going to Little Mermaid this shit. Of course you think that. And she's going to go sing the song at the talent show and then Joe Jonas is going to be like, oh, you sound a little bit pitchy, but it's definitely <laughs> but, the song. <laughs> but it must be you. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be. Even if she doesn't sound pitchy, even if it's just like, <laughs> oh, it's not exactly the way I remember. But yeah. at least yeah, it's man. the song yeah. I heard. But instead of instead of being Ursula. It's from, so obvious. Yeah. That line, you, Disney, you wrote that movie in 1989. <laughs> it's right there. But instead of being Ursula from The Little Mermaid, she decides to be Billy Zane from Titanic. <laughs> and she <laughs> sets them up by saying, they stole my bracelet. And they're like, no, we didn't. Oh, whoopsies. It's a plant. It's the goddamn diamond in the coat. It yeah. is fucking Titanic now. Now, it is important that we say prior, there's a little bit of an in-between thing that happens. That's a seating moment because we have this sort of five days to the final jam montage. But before that, there's... The recon the right re reconciliation of Mitchie with like the the friends with Caitlyn because she and Caitlyn were good but not like the the larger group, and there's a confrontation between Mitchie and Tess, and Mitchie's like, hey, I'm better than you because at least I don't make people feel bad to feel better about myself. It's a weird stance for Mitchie to take, by the yeah. way. Yeah, I know I lied to all of yeah. you, and I was like pretty terrible, but. 
you're also bad. Yeah, well, and she goes, I'm a better person. It's like, this is a weird time for you to be standing on some moral high ground. <laughs> like, no. like, we, we just literally watched you get dressed down, right? Yeah. Like we've seen that. We, that was the scene before. I, I, I do like that Mitchie's trying to be herself, though. Yeah. Kind of like Demi Lovato what? often plays herself. Oh, my God. In her own music videos. Okay. This is how we start that, this one. That is what happens in music videos. Because yeah, they're often. just made by the person. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she was herself uh-huh. in, one, one in the video for one of my favorite Demi Lovato songs, which I want to point out. I actually love Demi Lovato's music. Hard same. Agreed. Great. Very talented. Same. Great artist. Yes. Incredible. Did vocalist. not miss me in the way the Jonas Brothers no. did. Big fan. Incredible. Team Demi over here. Yeah. One of my favorite songs of hers, Tell Me You Love Me. Okay. A banger. Yeah. In which her co-star is Jesse Williams. Okay. Who actually, like, ironically, Jesse Williams is uh, best known, I would say, or very well known for being uh, Dr. Avery on Grey's Anatomy. Mm. Demi Lovato guest starred on an episode of Grey's Anatomy mm. where her family thought she was schizophrenic because oh, she was trying this. to claw her eyes yep. out and yep. she was like always going crazy. Mm. And she's like, I'm not, I'm not crazy. Something's wrong. And it's like, uh, they figure out, Alex and Lexi figure out that she actually has a tiny hole in her ear, which means she can hear every sound of her body like inside so like ev- like imagine like every n- and so she like what did your heart beat yeah like you could hear like yourself around. chewing oh and all God. these things and they, yeah anyway so there's a little double crossover there yeah. for you but jesse williams uh plays himself and and her lover i guess in this music video jesse williams also plays captain sean irons in a uh streaming movie i believe on paramount plus called secret headquarters okay and he uh stars alongside owen wilson who plays jack and you guys know that owen wilson plays oscar in 1998's hit film armageddon pretty fast for yeah wow that's a quick armageddon hit there uh and then you also have uh general boffer in in armageddon who's played by j patrick mccormack no relation Mm -hmm. Uh, the same and yeah and he guest starred on an episode of seinfeld and played leland also guest starring on an episode of seinfeld a very important character the doorman the doorman played by larry miller who you probably don't know that name but you do know the actor he is the uh, makeover artist in princess diaries Mm-hmm. And he's the dad in 10 Things I Hate About yes. You. Yes. Uh, both versions of 10 Things I Hate About You. Did you know they did a reboot of 10 Things I Hate About You? It was a TV show. Uh, I think I did know this. And he hmm. plays the dad both times, but they recast everyone else, everybody else, yeah. including the sisters huh. uh, and recast as Bianca was Megan Martin, who in this movie is our villain Tess. Oh, oh. how about that? Yeah. You've been Armageddon, the part of the show where Molly, by no one's urging, has found yet another way this decom can be tied to the smash hit Armageddon. Don't tell her to stop because she won't. Wow. That wow. was a fast little, fast one pretty quick there. Yeah, you know, I, we were due for a fast one, and I knew there'd be a lot to discuss this movie. Sure. Correct. So. Well, I mean, we don't we don't need to talk about an entire Investigative Discovery episode. That's but. right. No, which Max and I did watch, we did. for the record. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Caught the end of it Very just interesting. Wild. And the dramatization acting was as good as I wanted it to be. All mm-hmm. I'll say is, didn't need to be an hour long. Oh, my God. It was. <laughs> we were like, could have been a 22-minute. Yeah. <laughs> I was falling asleep by the end. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> So we have this montage for the five, four, three, two, one until you get to the day before the final jam. The montage is the entirety of the montage is meant to show Mitchie and Caitlin having fun in preparation for the final jam. And 
Tess losing favor with her uh, groupies, I guess is the best way to describe them, or friends that are, are starting to like fall out because they have heard Mitchie's impassioned plea in the 11th hour. We get to the day before the final jam, and this is when, Molly, to your point, we see... She Billy Zanes them. Yeah, we have a Billy Zane moment from Titanic, and they are framed, they being Mitchie and Caitlin are I framed. put the diamond in the coat, and I put the coat on her! I hope you're very happy together! I put the bracelet between a book. Yeah. <laughs> I put the books on the counter! Yeah, yeah. They stole it! Yeah, so... Poor, poor Brown has to be uncool again. God. He and says, he hates I'm it. wigged out. He hates He's it. mad. Yeah. And he says, you guys stole from another camper. Yeah. That's against the rules. You cannot participate in any more camp activities. Until the end of the Until final the jam. jam. Until the end of he the final jam. Until the end guys, of the final jam. the final jam. The end of the final jam. They can't participate. Okay. In any more activities. Okay. Until when? The end of the final jam. The end of the final jam? The end and of he the makes final that clear. He, the end of the final Well, he jam. makes it clear that he, they can't until the end of the final jam. Yeah. 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 So. I just want to. Yeah. I'm just going to pause here. Do it. This is a setup for them to come in after the end of the final jam. That's all fine. We all get that. He. We are led to believe he meant for them to realize that. Yeah. And, and for them to come in. So he is led to believe they actually stole somebody's property. Yeah. Uh-huh. That he buys that that is the case. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because if he doesn't, he doesn't punish them. Exactly. And he then wants them to perform anyway and not get punished. This is and true. And so he just, I, like, what the fuck I, is happening? I, I That's so rock and roll, man. He's pretty rock and roll, first good point. <laughs> I think Brown, because he does get in with the the camp goss, uh-huh. I, think can't, I think Brown probably knows that Tess is a jerk. Okay. And I think he probably knows how hard Caitlin and mitchy are working on their thing and he probably doesn't really want to punish them for this yeah but he feels like he has to as like the camp director so i feel like he's like trying to help them out of like y'all probably didn't steal this but like i it looks like it evidence it. points to that you did so like i'm the cool guy i'm a yeah end of the final jam end of the final jam end of the final jam now this is when we arrive at the final jam yeah fractures are happening within tess's group okay they are splitting apart person after person and you know it's over you know it's over when this absolutely devastating line is uttered your lip gloss is so not glossy anymore got him got him fucking got him this is the second time that tess has been absolutely obliterated alan could you do me a favor with that computer in your lap 100 could you look up when the song lip gloss came out it was released june 19th of 2007 okay so the better insult is very obviously your lip gloss is so not popping right obviously my lip gloss is cool my lip gloss is popping i'm standing at my locker i would be devastated if someone said that to me what you know about me what you what you know about me i I would be so upset if someone said my lip gloss was not popping especially in the year 2000 obviously well Tess, so not glossy. So not glossy. Tess, devastated. Uh, all but like seems to be main keeping it together. We find out that Connect 3 is going to be the judge of the final jam. I wish that Kevin would have had a birdhouse on the table. God, yeah. same. 
Like just I, you don't need to re- you don't need to acknowledge it. Just put it there. I wish that he had just like at one point they were like, "Where's Kevin?" And he's in arts and crafts. Like making he's a making house. he's yeah. painting his own birdhouse because he's taking matters into his own hands. Like, guys, I'm sorry I'm late. And he's like carrying the yeah, birdhouse. Yeah, <laughs> the glue still set. I made you one. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, oh, he made like I, an I entire made a, set. He makes like a houses. three three part birdhouse, like a yeah. three level birdhouse. Yeah. <laughs> one for each one personality. One Joe gets the middle. Yeah. Nick gets the small. That's fun. That's fun. Like a Goldilocks. Yeah. Birdhouses. Now, in this first performance, that includes trampoline choreography. I oh, I whoa. love. We got to talk about this. Wait, no, no, we got to back it up a little bit because Tess's two friends, uh-huh. mm-hmm. lip Peggy gloss, and, not glossy anymore. Yeah, not glossy anymore. And Peggy, and then not forty seconds later, a whole new routine is up happening right ella and yeah. peggy ella and peggy just how the right. fuck does ella get into this band she's so quickly she's, oh, in, she's in the lead she's, she's a like lead, the lead singer. singer how did that happen i don't know how did you because i you know tess would not have let her be in another group do you think she just waltzes and like give me that sheet music and then she just <laughs> becomes the lead i don't know it's very curious i mean she has a great jacket on i want to highlight that but like i was like Oh, at first I thought they pulled her up. I thought, oh, maybe she's just going to dance with them like in the back. Like it's like a thing. Everybody get on the stage. And then she was the lead singer. I mean, Molly, this is Sharpay knowing the number at the end of High School Musical. Oh, too. yeah. <laughs> Every it's, day. It, but that was Camp Rock. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, camp, that's still coming. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's going to know the final. God, just the liberal use of jam session. I have to just get anyway. Yeah. Anyway, what Tramp- the hell? Trampling choreo, very good. I very love Asawa cool. Vista. They're I'm gonna so say good. it right now. They should have won. Yeah, they like, should have. Asawa Vista should have won the final jam. They crushed. They, very intricate. The trampling choreo was good song. great. The song was a banger. Mm-hmm. They should have won the fucking award. Uh, greed. The raps. Also, they got good. bars. <laughs> Bars on bars, baby. So they have. Molly doesn't agree. <laughs> Molly doesn't. I just started laughing at that because I was like, "Oh, it's Disney Channel rapping." Of course, <laughs> like, it is. it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we have Oslovis to perform. I love. Then them. it is now time for Tess to perform. Yeah, the It Girls, just the It Girl. Well, now. and obviously she's going to sing Demi's song. No, right. She rolls out and sings another song. She sings Mirrors by Justin Timberlake. And this is this is where <laughs> this is where I'm so confounded by what they did with the end of this movie and the end of Tess's character. Dude. Like everything about it. One, she should have sang Mitchie's song. Yes. Obviously. She should have little mermaid her. Yes. Number two, she doesn't wait, have wait, her- I just thought of something that goes with this. Okay. If she had sang it, yeah, because my whole time I'm like, I'm finding it unbelievable that Joe would buy that it's her, uh-huh. even though it's the same song. Sure. When he heard Mitchie singing it, she was doing it piano, very slow. Sure, yeah. She should have sharpayed and Ryan it where she is now singing the upbeat pop version of it. And he, he's like, oh, it's different. And he's but- like, oh, you rearranged it. And she's like, oh, yeah, I wanted to make it more poppy for the contest. And he's like, oh, OK, like that would have solved that problem, too. Totally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But. She just lost her backup singers slash dancers, right? She comes out. She has dancers with her. And you think, oh, well, the the choreo or the song's not going to work because she lost her friends. No, it works fine. Yep. We just got a shitload of mirrors. It completely works fine. And more, fact, other, more backup dancers. Yeah, it might be better. Because now it's just male backup dancers and her. Yeah, and it makes she her is more of the spotlight. Right? Yeah. And Wild. the reason it doesn't work is that she realizes before she goes out, her mom is in the audience. Finally, her mom finally, finally showed mom up. Finally, mom is here. We haven't talked about this in 90 minutes. Hasn't but. been mentioned the whole whole rest of the movie. 
And then partway through the song, mom gets a call. Tess is distracted by that and almost falls off the stage. Let's be clear. It's shitty of her mom to do that. Of to course her. it is. Of course it is. But there's no consequence for her friends leaving. A hundred percent. I agree. It doesn't make any fucking sense at all. They make a big deal that her friends abandon her. The show would have worked perfectly fine. Yep. What? Who wrote this shit? Like, it is so, there was such an obvious path for Tess's ending. Yeah. She loses her friends. They finally stand up to her. Her performance doesn't work because they're not there. She ends as the villain. But instead, they're like, no, you need to end liking her. So we're going to make her empathetic because obviously this is all because of her mom not paying attention to her. She runs off crying and I'm supposed to feel bad. Well, for her? they're going to take it a step further, too, which is like she then goes to therapy real quick and, reali- 100%. and realizes that the reason she was mean to everyone was because of her mom. And then she uh, genuinely apologizes to everybody else. And it's like, why did she make that connection? Just let this girl be the villain. Just let She's her be a the good villain. villain. Let her yes. be the villain. Let, let her routine not work because her friends finally stood up to her. They abandoned her. It doesn't work the way it was supposed to. She loses the final jam and she gets her comeuppance. End. That's it. That should be the end. Instead, no, everybody's got to be friends. And Tess goes backstage crying. We think the final jam is over. It is not yet because we have a Margaret Dupree who is coming out to do an impromptu solo show. And I was like, who the fuck is Margaret? And Peggy. It's Ann Peggy. Skyler sister. She comes out there and we get an I will remember you style like sad montage of like the past experiences that this girl has gone through. Well, because you've just had an empathetic text moment. Where you're like, oh, she's doing this because of mom issues. I feel bad for her. And so now in the very next performance, you have to remind me that she's shitty. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I have to remember that she's shitty. So I feel bad for Peggy. So even though we just made this character empathetic, I now have to show you her being a dick the whole movie. Mm-hmm. She could have just been the fucking villain. Like, mm-hmm. yes, Peggy's song would still work. And then it I would. don't. And it would work better because you saw her get her come up and say, now it's a hero moment for Peggy. Yeah. I don't need the montage flashbacks. Now, as much as we, you know, as much as we are saying this about Peggy's great performance, there is one, you know, if I had to find a flaw, just, just, the, it's just the one, I promise you. And it's, uh-huh. it's not that big. She's sure shit not playing that guitar. (laughs) (laughs) That that is strumming all kinds of offbeat. There is not a singular chord being played. Yeah. I was was like, just. It was a little, it was distracting. I said, just let her sing it. Like maybe give her a backup. Like she, anything. Nope. Just not playing it. But Peggy sings her song. It's beautiful. People love that. Tess apologizes to Peggy and says she's good because I think it's important that somebody tells you you're good. Oh my good. God. And my opinion matters because I've been an asshole this whole, this movie, whole movie. So now I'm going to tell you you're good and it's going to mean something. Yeah. And now we get to the end of the final jam. The lights flicker and <laughs> Mitchie and Caitlin are like, hey, we heard you say end of the final jam like 12 times. So uh, it's now the end. We're going to go play. He's like, great. You picked up. He's like, get out there. I'm so glad you got my my message. Crikey. You got it. From the micker. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. They get out there and Caitlin isn't present because she's the producer. So she's helped produce the music. She's off to the side. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you said she, she is. I thought yeah. you said she isn't. Oh, she, she isn't present like singing. She's off no, to the yeah, side yeah, yeah. making the, the music. Why the fuck isn't she a DJ? I don't know. 
Well, she's a producer, guys. And she is now producing the music that Mitchie is singing. Shane whips that head around. Oh, his luscious, from the huddle. swoopy locks. Yeah, they're determining the winner. And, and it's like a slow-mo turn, too, yeah. which is great. And suddenly it's a fucking duet. <laughs> it's because their songs <laughs> or a call and are response. meshing. Yeah, it's a call and response there, situation. He wrote this song based on the song he heard. Yeah, this, this song is Show Yourself. The songs That's, are yeah. fucking. These songs are meant to have sex with each other. They are right to, now. To merge into one sexual song. <laughs> Sexy song. Joe Jonas took his purity ring off he in the middle of it. He flings it into the ground. Because he is in the middle of song sex. <laughs> With and it wouldn't be it wouldn't it be wouldn't be right it wouldn't be right on when the songs are are penetrating they're fucking with other. their voices ah! yeah. never a good enough time to use with penetrating <laughs> they're fucking with their voices right yeah. now uh. one song is inserting itself <laughs> in the other <laughs> their hands intertwine much like they their really songs. did much like, like their, their songs, songs. <laughs> and it comes. <laughs> And it this comes to an real. end, and we announce the winner of the final jam. And we're going to subvert all expectations because it's Peggy, everybody. It's uh, not Peggy. Vista. The final jam. Obviously, it should have been Hostile Vista. We have a we have a get together. We find out like, hey guys, let's all let's all the families come together. We reconcile. Shane finds the voice he's looking for in Mitchie and invites her on the best date ever, Canoes. Gotta go on the canoe. And <laughs> Alan's like, no, no cap. Alan's like, no, really? I want this. Actual is, this best is date ever. Hey, guys, this is the this one. This is it. Like, you, you, hey, fucking good job, Shane. Yeah. Good pick of the, for the Canoes. And this is when we have the final jam jam session where we sing, we rock, and I think the three of us are transported back to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Yeah. We, we rock, we rock, we, we rock, rock on. And that brings us to the end of uh, of Camp Rock. Not before. Mom says, I'm sorry you didn't win. And she says, oh, I won. I won the best summer of my life. Fuck yeah. Got Even it. though, didn't she say like eight scenes earlier that she had ruined her summer completely because of lying and other bullshit? Yeah, hey, but, now, guess, she you know, to, but now she's making out with a pop star yeah. and like she's going on a canoe. Sex with Joe Jonas. <laughs> she's, having, she's on a canoe. So like she everything got Joe worked Jonas's out. Purity ring for her song sex. So. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> rate this movie <laughs> oh, hmm. i gotta think about it i'm gonna i'm gonna go bold okay, okay. i'm giving it an eight wow Whoa. Yeah. i i really i thought that on the decom level like it's not it doesn't have the nostalgia of high school musical but i really i think it's good i think the songs are bangers I think that it's fun to watch. I would watch this again. I laughed out loud mostly <laughs> at Kevin Jonas. Drummer bro. And my biggest fault is what the writing does to the character yeah. of Tess. Yeah. I think that not to the fault of the actress at all. I think the writing fails the end of this character. It's so puzzling what they do at the end of this movie. Mm -hmm. They have three different paths they could have gone on. They said, fuck all of those. We're going a different one. Like <laughs> it, it is so strange to me, but generally speaking, I like it a lot. Um, I think there's another little bump with, again, the flower scene and like, and Demi and Joe's relationship is kind of weird, but generally big fan. Hmm. Molly. I'm going to, I like this. I'm going to give it an eight too. 
Um, I, I was hovering in the high seven, low eight range. Um, all the same things. I, I enjoyed it. I laughed. Um, and I, yeah, I like the music a lot. I'm looking forward to Camp Rock too. Yeah, me too. Um, so I think as far as a movie that I have no nostalgia for, I quite enjoyed it. And uh, somebody better get Kevin Jonas a fucking birdhouse. Mm. Yeah, get just to be house. clear, an eight as well or an eight point two? An eight as well. Okay. Uh, I there is there is significant peer pressure to give it an eight as well on my end. However, my rating was a seven point eight. Close. Hey. Rate very, it whatever you very you close. Know. And it's for all the same Go reasons. With your heart. Uh, I just think that like. Part, I, I think that the writing failing a lot of the characters held a little bit more weight for me. Yeah. Because I think that the writing did really fail a lot of the characters. I also think that there were parts that like maybe it, I think it was supposed to be campy, but everybody camp just took it. rock. Well, yeah. Alan, there it's it's at a camp, Alan. <laughs> We've been talking about this for a long time. You Alan, you know this was at a camp, right? You know, first I'm hearing about it, man. <laughs> first I'm hearing about it. I feel like this is supposed to be like a cult classic style movie, but I don't know if anybody else in the movie got that. And they were just like, this is the this is our swan song. Mm. Um, but it was it was just very like I think that this sort of knocked it down for me. But overall, like in the ethos of DCOMs, very good. Yeah, it's strong. Very, very good. Would watch again. Now I do have a review for you for my Okay. Idea. The title of this review is Embarrassing. Whoa. <clears throat> This movie oh. is an embarrassment to music. Oh, wow. Every song in the movie was clearly lip synced. Well, yeah. The That's voice, how movies work. The voice in the songs didn't even come close to matching the characters' voices. Yep. True. From what I can tell, the characters are all terrible singers and know nothing about music. Well, that's not true. They no. sang their cheesy, repetitive, annoying songs Did in you some see that studio. Guy drum? I mean, <laughs> if he, he's a, a drummer. drummer. Their voices were heavily edited to make them sound good. Yeah, that's what. And the music was dubbed in. Correct. Uh If Disney wants to do a musical, maybe they should find actors that actually know how to sing. They they literally got rock stars. They literally got pop bands. That's what they did. Second of all, why do they call their little concert things jam sessions? (laughs) Well, that's a good question. (laughs) A jam is where many talented musicians play together and simply improvise for a while. Everyone trades off solos and it's not perfect. Nobody wants this A jam is not a rehearsed event where everyone is doing a choreographed dance and pretending to play the guitar. What would make you think that was choreographed? Awful and embarrassing. <laughs> the As a dancing. musician, I yeah, find oh, this absolute... fuck yourself. Yeah, that, uh, this is surprising that this is... Yeah. yeah. As a musician... I gotta get through this. Hold on. As a musician, I find this absolutely atrocious. Yeah. Womp, womp. The only reason I watched the whole thing was because the girl is very pretty. Don't oh, worry. Oh, God. I'm in high school. I hate uh, Thank that you for I am glad they <laughs> okay, clarified okay. that at the couple end. Couple things, couple <laughs> things, couple things. If you're in high school, it's bold of you to call yourself a musician. <laughs> I've been in high school band, and most of those people are not musicians. <laughs> Just want to be really clear. Second, as a musician, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and, and third, of all, thank you for clarifying that you are old enough to say that Demi Lovato's hot while yeah. watching this movie. Because oh, God, how how old were they in this film? Uh, one out of ten, by the way, on this one. Oh, great. Uh, they that's a good question. Um, the Demi Joe Lovato's Rose? thirty-one. I was looking up information now? about her today. Interesting. I today so. she is. I believe so. So Maybe Joe, 32. so she would have been seventeen. Yeah, Joe was born August fifteenth of eighty-nine. So he's. Our right, age. he's between me and Molly. Yeah. Um, How old were you in 2008, Max? Well, 19. 
There you go. So yeah, it'd have been 19. So probably 18 when they filmed, right? And then she's two years younger. So she's like 16, 17. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's Camp. Listen, I'm happy that we finally, I, I'm happy that I finally watched Camp Rock. I've never done it before. I'm excited to see Camp Rock 2 and, and, and see what's in, included there. I'm going to try my best to go in with no expectations like I did with this one. Um, but it was, it was fun to finally see this, uh, this decom that Such I Such a strong a name in the zeitgeist of decoms. Yeah, so yeah, I was, I was also fave. happy to get to it. A lot of people's faves. Yeah. Now, up next, though, we have, let's go pull this up here. We have Cheetah Girls One World, Alan. Oh my God, you're right. We have Cheetah Girls One World. Which makes me want to <clears> die. All right, listen, all of us just need to soak up the beauty that was Camp Rock because everything that we have heard from the Mam Fam is that Cheetah Girls One World is the worst of the Cheetah Girls. And listen, oh, it I has been they a said downward. it was good. I thought that they said that one was, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. You know, I think we had... I think the, they also said the first one was good. They said the first one. Then they said the <laughs> second one was better than the first, which was a lie. Actually incorrect. And now I think the third one is one that people largely exclude, but also Man, Raven's we love you. We love you. Yeah. But, but, but we, we cannot, can't get we on can't, board with we, the Cheetah Girls. We can't co-sign yeah. the Cheetahs. Yeah. Not great. So we have the Cheetah Girls One World next, everybody. So that's what we're going to be doing. And then right. I think after that, we get into a, we have a live record of High School Musical 3. Let's go. Heck yeah. We're all in this together. For a last time, because we all graduate now. All right. So, friends, thank you so much for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. Please be sure to rate and review this podcast wherever it is you get your podcast. It really does help us out. Be sure to follow us on all of our different social media platforms. And if you would like to join it with the Mam Fam to discuss this episode or any of the other episodes, please join us on Discord. But until next time, friends, this was Camp Rock. And next time, we are going to have the final installment of the Cheetah Girls of the Cheetah Girls One World. Bye-bye, everybody. We rock. We rock. We rock, we rock on. Raise your hands up in the air and scream.